tuning in to the Use Guys and That podcast. You can find us across all podcatchers, and our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is at UseGuysPod. Email us at info at useguyspod.com or useguysandthat at gmail.com. You can find our entire podcast library at useguysandthat.podbean.com. You can also listen to us on youtube.com, search for Use Guys and That podcast, you can also listen to us on bitshoot.com forward slash channel forward slash use guys pod. You can also listen to us on lberry.tv forward slash at use guys pod. And we're also on subscribestar.com forward slash use guys pod. And while you're at it, you can also check out our very own website. That's useguyspod.com. On there, you'll find links to all of our shows. We also have a lovely merchandise section, so if you would like to support the show, you can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs for yourself or loved ones. And Jay has also compiled a lovely suggested reading list, which I suggest you check out for educational purposes. You can also support us at our Patreon, and it's patreon.com forward slash useguyspod. We only have one tier available, and you can support us for only $2 a month. On there, we have exclusive B-Sides content that we have. That's never going to get released to the public. That is for our Patreon subscribers only. And we currently have hours and hours of content on there for your listening pleasure. And there is also a chance for a new subscriber to win a t-shirt. So go ahead and if you choose to support us, you get a chance to win that t-shirt. And you can also find our Twitter handles, our personal Twitter handles. Um, Jay is at J-Colo, and That's J-A-Y-C-O-L-E-A-U. Angel is at Angel underscore Soundgirl, and that's A-N-G-E-L underscore S-O-U-N-D-G-I-R-L. You can find myself, uh, Chris G. I am at The Bloodletting, spelled just like it sounds. And you can also find our additional host, Brian. You can find his handle at Brian P789. And just as a reminder, the show handle is at UseGuysPod. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, a couple of interesting things have been happening. Uh, I'm sure that we're going to get to it uh, pretty soon here, but we're going to start a little something, uh, I guess, on the conspiracy fringe, if you will. However, um, we got the video queued up, and uh, Angel, our comrade, commissar, executive producer, showrunner, and director in many other categories, many such cases of many different categories. She's going to go ahead and play this video for your listening pleasure. 
and uh, we'll get into it here. I just I I couldn't wait. I, I didn't want to hold back, so we're we're shooting from the cock straight away. So let's have it. All right. They are talking about doing in Ireland. This is the health passport, and it is modeled exactly exactly on what we saw being put out in March and April in China. Took them about seven months, but this is coming to all the Western countries. Uh, video clip number one, the Health Passport of Ireland. Health Passport Ireland is created to protect our society and our economy. Oh, sure. Built in Ireland by the Rock U Group, the system uses the very best COVID-19 testing, combined with the latest mobile technologies. Health Passport Ireland is powered by proven and validated systems, allowing us all to take safer steps in our return to our normal way of life. Here's how it works. With Health Passport Ireland, everyone can now be tested for COVID-19 at any time, which helps to protect you, your family, our jobs. Hold on, I, I need to pause this for a second. Uh, yeah, can't, sure, sure. Can't they already get tested for COVID-19 at any time? Or do, does it, they, do they need this Listen. specific passport? The, to, I don't I'm understand not, I'm not even focused on that. What gets me is I'm listening to the language that uh, my... My, Get my back to normal life. Normal life, yes. Yeah, yes. don't you know? <laughs> I was going to ask you: Is this a legitimate uh, accent? Yeah, it is. It's okay. from it's from the eastern portion of the country. It's from Dublin. From, it's not where my people I come from. Ireland. It just—they it, don't have a very thick. Uh, they don't have a very thick accent, like I was told when I went over to visit my family yeah. in Cork <laughs> City. Yes, it's a bit of it, it's kind of like America. Like, we have many different kind of accents. Uh, same situation, except that one is from Dublin. Okay. That one is a very refined, non-musical accent. They are also called, no offense to anybody, we don't have any listeners in Ireland. We have people in the United Kingdom. They call people in Dublin West Brits. And it's, the, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big insult to call somebody a West Brit. Okay. It means that you're not yeah. even Irish at all. Okay, gotcha. So, okay, so carry I'm on. I'm going to continue. Carry on. Your COVID-19 test will be performed with highly accurate serological or swab tests. Your test In is your performed asshole. by a medical professional. Yeah. Once activated, you can easily display your COVID-19 status on your mobile. Your health passport can be scanned if you wish. There it is. Which helps protect those around us. Your COVID-19 oh, status will efficiently display as green, amber, or red, dependent on your test results. They use this yellow. This allows us to go about our daily activities mm. in a safer way. Mm. We can all use Health Passport Ireland in many ways, mm. such as travel, hospitality, education, healthcare, construction, offices, entertainment, visits, Pause and much, it. much more. Natural. Do you, know, do you understand what they're telling you right there? It's not in order to live safely. If you want to participate in any of those fucking functions, that's what you're going to need. It's not about, oh, it's about our return to a normal way of life. No, it is not. That what they're telling you right there, if you want to go to a sporting event, you better have a fucking health passport. Like back in the Soviet Union, you had two passports. One which was almost impossible to get, which was an, uh, for international travel. Okay. The second one was standard. It's almost like getting a driver's license in this stupid country. Okay. It's an internal passport that allow you to pass between republics. Okay. So they could check your papers because just like the Nazis, they were they love to check the papers. They love to check Paper, your papers. Please. Yeah, Dali Papil Yudin. Schneller. Uh, that's what they love to do. Um, they uh, this that's what that's about, dude. That has nothing to do. That is if oh you you want to go see uh, you want to go see a soccer game, better have that fucking health passport, and you better not be in the amber or the red. I love it how yellow. It, 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 we we don't have yellow over there, right? 
that like I've been there three times. Yellow is a color. Why amber? I'm even more bothered by the fact that we're having to use fucking amber. <laughs> is it because it's in between the the orange and the red? It, I, I don't know. It's I, like a it's it's not really like a caution. It's like a a possible caution. Is that why? It's amber? a mustard colored diarrhea flavor. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I don't like it. You could you could finish the video, please. I'm sorry. I'll I'll be quiet. Truly, the validity of your COVID nineteen test will expire over time. So an oh, automatic reminder be will be sent ah. when it's time to be tested again. Your status will move to amber when your test period has expired. Ah, the yes. systems can work in harmony with existing government contact tracing apps. Oh. When a vaccine uh -huh. becomes available, your official vaccination status can also be displayed within your health passport. What do we tell you? Can you can even keep a diary of your international travel and events you have attended. Yeah, it's all for your protection. We're protecting the economy. All right, there you go. Okay, so thank you, David Knight, Comrade David Knight, and Infowars.com. That link will be in our show notes, just like all of the shit that we talk will be in the show notes. So so with this, uh, I don't know if you heard, I believe that Ireland just went into a mandatory six-week lockdown. Six week with zero deaths uh, two days ago and only 1,283 positive tests. The entire country is being locked down for six weeks with travel limited to three miles. So I... Um, I, I'd be a little hot about that. I don't know about you guys. And I don't know. Well, it sounds like they're taking the Melbourne approach. It's, yeah. Australia leads the way, I guess, as far as draconian measures against the right. people, unfortunately. And mind you, this is even after the World Health Organization said that mm, maybe lockdowns aren't a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who yeah, cut not them that, the Not that the I support time. fucking who in any way, shape, no, or form. But no. like, e if even they're like, hmm. <laughs> Maybe we fucked up on this, guys. Like, even if they're saying that, like, and, and you're still doing lockdowns, like, that's just unforgivable. Like, it's no longer about safety. It's about control. 100%. So. I just find it weird that, like, it's like, oh, well, this, you know, passport status expires because your test doesn't, you know, you have to frequently keep getting tested. I'm just confused by the whole thing. I don't understand you can go and get tested at any point in time, regardless of this passport thing. So why is it necessary just for more control? I'm, I'm guessing. I just I, don't, I find it redundant. I, I don't disagree with you, but, you know, where we live, I just want everybody to have the heads up that this is coming towards us at some point in time with at least another lockdown, I believe. Um, His Majesty Comrade Mike DeSwine, as uh, Christopher likes to call him, which is one of my <laughs> Favorite nicknames, <laughs> and believe me, he has many. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, he says it is now serious, DeWine says, as Ohio breaks another COVID-19 record. Uh, he said that uh, sadly our situation in Ohio continues to worsen. For my fellow Ohioans who have felt that until now this virus really did not impact their lives or the lives of their family and that they would react when it was really serious, I say to them that the time is now. So... It wasn't for 15 days to flatten the curve or to make sure grandma doesn't die back in March. Now it's serious. I thought it was serious for the last seven months. That's why I can't go to rock concerts or I have to wear, you know, a face diaper to go to uh, Walmart where the virus is not allowed to go in, by the way. It is forbidden right. to go inside the grocer. It's not allowed. I don't, Angel, don't look at me like that. It, that's not allowed to go in there. 
Achtung. Yeah, yeah, verboten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, verboten. <laughs> I, I heard the virus gets afraid of the people that stand at the door. Yeah, that's a little bit terrifying in that blue smock, uh, you know, with mm-hmm. the smiley pin face thing that they have. Yeah, it's very. But now if you're in the parking lot, it is lurking, lurking around right. waiting. Or, for you. or if you're in a bar after 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah. This is, it's like Cinderella's if slipper you, fell right? off. If you're in a bar like 9.59, okay, 10 o'clock, no fucking bueno. <laughs> death. Yeah. The virus, death. The virus <laughs> comes out and like uh, a bunch of like little virus armies and like little groups and they, they attack certain people no, after no, no, 10 no. o'clock or how does this I, work? I, no, no, no. I don't even like that one. I like It's like the wolf man. Like the the moon is bright, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's raw. It becomes the Wolfman, and then it's there. It is, and then raw becomes COVID nineteen, and starts assaulting people in the parking lot and getting it's them. A, it's a wear virus. It's the, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's play high. Let's uh, let's play devil's advocate real quick, shall we? Okay. If you were now, if Comrade, uh, his his gloriousness, Joseph, shit your pants with dementia, Biden wins, which <laughs> the money says he's going to. Um, and he's first of all, he says he wants to put forward a, a mandatory mask mandate uh, federally, which is impossible because he he doesn't have. I think if we're going to play the Constitution game, the Ninth and Tenth Amendment prevent him from making those. It's not under his federal jurisdiction to do so, so it would be fought in the courts. Do you think that something like this would be fought in the courts if they're like, you can't travel more than three miles, period, because 350 million people, how how in the world are you going to police that? I, I would say, I would like to think yes, that yes, it would be, but I don't think that we would do that here because uh, according just to too the... too many people that fucking just go with it, man. Like, that's, that's yeah, the scary true. part. That's true. I mean, a lot of people probably would just to be like, I don't want any trouble, you know, and I I mean, I can see why some people would, especially with the police force and the way that it is like they're probably afraid that they'll get their arm broken or tased or, you know, get their balls tased or their taint tased. So, or you know, possibly shot over it. So, like, I could see why a lot of people might try to comply, but I don't know if you can. Because, you know, we have the right to travel freely without molestation, supposedly. Allegedly. Uh, yeah, uh, according to the Constitution. So I don't know. I mean, I doubt that they would do that, but you never know. Okay. I just want to get everybody's take on that because the reason why we played that nice story that David Knight put together from InfoWars, and by the way, we've reached out to Alex Jones. We're waiting on a reply to see if uh, if, if Alex Jones come in on the program. Talk to us about a couple things, because you know I'm a huge, I'm a fuck, I love fucking Alex. I love that guy. He's, yeah, I love he was, Alex. He, he was my first red pill. I'm pretty sure he was Christopher's first red pill, because we kind of yeah. looked at each other the same after we watched one of his documentaries. We're like, fuck, we need to get some guns. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're, God, we're all fucked. Oh, it was great. It was great. But we're trying to get him on the show. Um, somebody listens in Texas. I don't think it's him, but if it's you, Alex, just you know that we love you. Uh. I, I wanted to put this up here because if they're trying it in Ireland, which is I've, – I've been there three times. It's a pretty relaxed and groovy population. What's this – I mean, I get nervous about this sort of thing because I know all of us work – well, Angel, you work less than three miles away from where you live, right? Yes. I don't. I work 17 miles, and I know Christopher has to drive a decent amount to get to work. So yeah, what happens then? 30. Holy shit. Yeah, what happens then? We we just we just don't go to work. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I don't think that that would work out too well because whenever, you know, our state decided that it was going to do its lockdowns, I mean, like, we're an essential business, so, but right away, I'm like, I don't know what the office is going to do, so I reach out, and basically, I was told that I could stay home for two weeks with pay, and then after that, I can be, uh, I guess, what you would call, like, you know, put on temporary layoff. Yeah, like a furlough. Yeah, then I could collect unemployment, but basically, like, I took that to mean come into work or you're going to be fired. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't think yeah. that they would have, you know, fired well, me per se, but I'm like, I just want to know what we're doing. Like, I'd rather go to work, you know, but I kind of got, I kind of got met with hostility. So I don't, you know, it, it's hard. No, I don't disagree with you. Now, a health passport is something that should make all of us nervous because, I know there's a lot of people that are anti-vaxxers and I'm not going to jump into that bandwagon because I think I, I personally feel that science has shown that vaccines are very helpful, uh, that they have saved lots of lives. Okay. Um, I mean, think about like, and I understand that there's a lot of, you know, I, I often cite polio, for example. Well, I'm pretty sure we eradicated polio, but mm-hmm. a lot, there was a lot of instances where children got sick and got polio from the vaccine from those initial waves that they were trying to inoculate the population. I understand that. And every single one of those uh, cases is tragic. It's a hundred percent tragic. I just, the thing is though, man, like it's not a bad idea to be vaccinated against something that could kill you. Like, I mean, really, if there was a cancer vaccine and we're not when I am legend land, you know, uh, I I'd be all for it. You know what I mean? If there was a vaccine against a lot of different things, like I'm, I'm on the fence about this COVID shit because I'm not entirely, I would probably get a flu shot before I would get the COVID vaccine. I, I don't know. Maybe that's how I'm just talking right now. Tomorrow's a different story. But a health passport where all of your medical information is is readily available or the lack thereof information. Like let's say that you're one of these religious people who cites the First Amendment to protect them from being inoculated because it's against their religion, let's say. I know that there are plenty of people who are, I think they're Christian scientists like James Hetfield, uh, the lead singer of Metallica, his family. Uh, they were, uh, and, and his mother died because they didn't give her medicine. Okay. You know what I mean? They just yeah. rejected science and medicine. Okay? Yeah, I, well, I've heard which is, of this Which is before. absolutely tragic. It's, yes. it's absolutely tragic. Yes. Um, but they have a right to live that way, no matter how stupid it is. Okay? They do have a right to live that way. But what is what if I reject one of the vaccines... Christopher, and I take some of them, but because the government says that I need to have this on my passport, well, when does this become an invasion of my privacy, like my my personal health record? I was going to say, to me, it already sounds like a fucking HIPAA violation. There you go. That's a great. Like I didn't even right think off, of that. Right off the rip, it's a fucking HIPAA violation. So what's the point of having HIPAA if we're going to have to fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's supposed to be the whole point of that is like doctor-patient confidentiality. Um, and you know, if a doctor violates that, they'll get fucking prosecuted and fucking lose their license to practice. Well said. Um, so like, how is that? How, like, that's, that's what I want. I want someone to do the mental gymnastics to explain to me how something like this, if they attempt to implement it, explain to me how something like this is not a HIPAA violation. 
And if it is a HIPAA violation and you're still for it, then what is the fucking point? And I mean, it just goes back to, you know, it's the same thing like with the Constitution. Like, it's just a fucking piece of paper. Like, what's it fucking mean if, if everything gets violated and the government just does whatever they want? You know, like, it's, it's yeah. meaningless. It's like people that cling to these documents. Like, so I get that. But, but at the same time, like, it, like what are these, like, documents and, like, you know, is HIPAA and fucking our Bill of Rights? Is this, is it, is this shit just for aesthetics now? Like, so we're all posers? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point, it's man. Purely for fucking aesthetics now, man. It truly um, is. It seems that way. Right. And it's just like that's just it, it's it's fucking psychotic, man. And that's like what scares me is there's way too many people that are just going to roll over and take it. And it's like, I'm sorry, I don't care what anybody's just like they're saying, like, oh, Ohio's getting worse. So like, number one, we're only talking about cases here. Like, we're not talking about deaths. The death rate's yep. plummeted. Yep. You're, like that you're argument's right. over. That yes. argument's over. They're talking about case numbers. And who cares? Like how many of those people that are, you know, that have it are asymptomatic? Right. No, that's a great point. You know what point. I mean? Like, what percentage, like, excuse me, sorry. Um, but, yeah, like, it, and it's just like, that. that's what they're, it, it's part of that ever-moving goalpost. You know, first it was 15 days to slow the spread, and then it was like, oh, you know, like, we're still having all these deaths. And then after April, whenever the fucking deaths just all fucking plummeted down, and now it's just like, now they're purely going off of case numbers. And it's like that is meaningless it's absolutely fucking meaningless because it's just case numbers like yeah of course people are going to get it. what do you think you're going to eradicate the fucking virus like you're never going to eradicate it like it's retarded <laughs> no yeah. i agree i agree with you 100 percent. and uh it's important to remember that when uh DeSwine comes up here and puts uh uses his uh, very cheerfully colored chart that he has from the ohio public health advisory system uh, borrowing from uh, Premier Bush and his uh, terror alert uh, mauve or whatever the hell it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mauve. mauve. <laughs> uh, like we're at health alert chartreuse today. Chartreuse. Uh, <laughs> we got to be careful, guys. We do not want to venture off into periwinkle territory. <laughs> There's no return. That's the point of no return. When we get the fucking when we get the terror fucking COVID level periwinkle, it, it's doomsday. <laughs> That, I think that should go onto a T-shirt. I'm definitely. I think that that's wonderful. <laughs> I, I just. I don't know, man. That's um. You know, and I'm looking at the counties that allegedly are having these spikes, and of course, the majority of them are population centers. For example, Toledo. Uh, right. Yeah, the big cities you know, in Ohio. You yes. Know, Toledo, Cleveland, Columbus, Canton. Cincinnati, Canton, Akron. Yeah, they're they're like all your all your big fucking cities in, in Ohio, but like once again. Like, I don't care at anybody's, like, 90% of people are wearing masks, okay? Oh, yeah, so I've it, seen it. So, like, you, like, I can't go anywhere. Like, here, where I live, I live, you know, in a small, rural-esque town. Hardly anybody wears it, you know? We're a small town. Like, I, like when I go to most of the local places, I don't wear it either, because fuck it. Right, but, yeah, sure. But, like, you go to fucking, you go to Canton, you know, and fucking... 90% of the people are wearing a fucking mask. Like, so if the masks are so fucking effective, then why are we fucking steamrolling towards fucking COVID level periwinkle? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's really true. Yeah, I don't, right? I so don't like, understand the, either. Like, if, if, if the efficacy of the masks is so valid, then why, why, you know, like, why are we still, like, heading in this direction? But like once again, like I said, they're they're purely going off of case numbers, which is just like that's the only thing they can use to frighten people now. 
because they can't use deaths. They can't because they, those have, those dropped off back in April, bro. <laughs> like those dropped off fucking months ago. God damn it. Yeah, I don't know. And then it gets in here. DeWine announced that the state is looking to study coronavirus spread in schools after initial information indicates there isn't much direct spread in the classroom. First of all, I'm going to go ahead and call that a big flaming pile of horse shit. Uh, it's an enclosed space filled with dirty children. I have a dirty 17-year-old. You have no idea what smell is, is, is until you have a 17-year-old boy who plays football. The stink is unimaginable. The, um, the, the, the gross lack of, of proper hygiene. He's the only person I know who can get into a shower and smell like a dirty nutsack on his way back out after draining. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Christopher, this kid can drain 55 gallons of fucking hot water, half a bottle of Old Spice, and still come out smelling like an asshole. Like I do. <laughs> It smells like a bum's nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's terrible. It's terrible. But, you know, and they're uh, they're playing football down in the trenches, getting across from each other and stuff like that. And, you know, we're not seeing a big spike. But I think a lot of it is asymptomatic uh, cases. First of all, there's the, I think the majority of the population is asymptomatic. I mean, there's right. no other way. I mean, and if it was the lethality, would if it really was dropped, I mean, if we're going to rewind the tape and go back to uh, March when everyone uh, war communism kicked in, I'm telling you they had a, they had us frightened that people were, we'd be stepping over corpses on our way to get you know um, a uh, you know a can of Morton salt for our dinner. You know what I mean? Are you going to step over a couple of bodies on your way to the frozen food section because this thing is very dangerous? When it turned out to be quite the opposite, um, and that's not to discount any of the deaths. I'm not. We're not shitting on people that died. Like, that's not... But we don't even know, like... uh, So, the people that died, if they tested positive for coronavirus, even though they died of something else, they put it down as COVID-19. Yeah, even as a comorbidity. We don't even know, like, if that's what caused them to die or if the other thing that they had caused them to die. Like, there's no clear indications, and it's all speculative at this point because... Honestly, like this just popped off. Nobody knows anything. Like it takes like years of you know to to figure out the patterns and and you know understand certain things. So not everybody really well, knows. I mean, this is all supposedly new. Let me go ahead and educate you guys. I don't know if you knew this or not, but um, I had an incident at my employer, a small firm, where I mind you, I work in a I work in an environment somewhat similar to Christopher does. Uh, I work with boxes and packages that come in from around the world very literally i mean i've been receiving communist chinese boxes at my job for the last six years right every day and uh you know how many hands touch these things when they're being sorted through any uh ups usps dhl fedex facility we're talking thousands of, of, of fingers touching boxes from the minute it gets packaged and shipped to the minute it arrives at your door there's no getting around it. I mean, you could just watch video for yourself at a sorting facility, how many people are touching what. You know what I mean? So I, uh, I, I, had, I was a, quote, uh, my boss thought I was symptomatic. I had a temperature of 100.8. So then I was uh, forced to go get COVID tested. And it's unpleasant. I, I, didn't like, I did not have a good time at all. Uh, it goes up your nose, and it's like, it feels like it's behind your right eye, and they have to twist this uh, this thing, you can feel the plastic bristles like scraping the inside of your sinus three times. Twist that fucker around three times. And then I had to wait three days for a result, which inevitably came back negative. 
And if someone like me who is exposed to now, Christopher, yourself and I have all been working our regular jobs since war communism started, Mm -hmm. we've still had to go and do our jobs. Uh, And if I I can tell you right now, if I didn't get it, I bet you Christopher didn't get it. And I bet you you didn't get it. And the amount of exposure, especially for someone like Christopher, like there's no reason why he shouldn't have gotten it because he's in an enclosed space. Granted, it's a warehouse, but still, it's 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 a tight it's a tight space. I know where he works. We work together. I know what the fuck it looks like. Not mm-hmm. to mention, like I said, all of the disgusting people. Like the 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 personal hygiene was atrocious prior to uh, oh, a coronavirus coming around. I mean, Christopher remembers we had to have separate men and women meetings about people. Remember, remember that guy that used to work with us that had the crabs, and they had to tell Aww. us they had crabs on the toilet seat because he had to sit down mm. and make Ugh, a shit? That's gross. Oh, God. It was terrible. Oh, and then you got you got motherfuckers that, like, this is what kills me, man. It's like, so you're sitting on the toilet, and there's toilet paper with an arm's reach, and you get motherfuckers that fucking pick their nose and wipe boogers on the goddamn wall. Oh, I hate that. Uh, dude, it's so the, gross. You're right? Like, like, what in the fuck is wrong with you, you Ugh. fucking savage? Ugh. <laughs> there's, there's goddamn toilet paper. Like, <laughs> Arms like you would have T Rex arms to still reach the fucking toilet paper, bro. Why are you wiping your boogers on the fucking wall? I know that's the question of the fucking century. And then the other gross thing is, I used to clean, um, you know, for a living commercially at one point in time, and in the fucking urinals in the bathroom, in the men's bathroom on the urinals, there'd be boogers wiped on the fucking urinal, and I'm like, dude, oh somebody's dick was out, and they were pissing <laughs> on this fucking thing, and you don't know how it's deep in their nostrils. Oh like so gross. <laughs> oh my god! I t- this was not in the show notes. I had no idea we were going to go in this direction. I'm delighted. I'm absolutely delighted right now. <laughs> bathroom boogers. <laughs> but seriously, man, like the the personal hygiene. Like, are you? I asked a coworker. I'm like, are you going to wear that fucking face diaper when it's when it's flu season? Well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You didn't wear it last year. You didn't wear it 10 years ago. None of you wore those goddamn face covers when people were mm-hmm. fucking sneezing and farting all over the place and oh, fucking God. touching everything. Oh, you went to go get that haagen for dessert? You know how many people touched that fucking door handle that took a five-alarm fire shit before they came into Walmart? And they Probably didn't, didn't wash, their, wash hands. their fucking hands. They didn't flush, and then they touched the door handle, and you still ate that fucking triple chocolate fudge up, <laughs> didn't you, bitch? And you didn't fucking worry about it, did you? But now, oh, oh, well, I, you know, when I when I deem that it's safe, when I I heard my my coworker say that, I looked at him. I go, you mean when Uncle Sugar says that he deems <laughs> it's right, safe. right? When the government tells you, when yeah. the nanny state says it's okay to take off right. the face paper, yeah, get the fu- fuck. I, you. I've actually exploited a loophole in the rules at work because, like, I almost never wear a mask at work. <laughs> oh, good. Here, let us hear the loophole. Almost never. So they sent, and I saved this fucking email too. So if the director of the building tries to come in and say anything to me, I'm going to throw this fucking email in his goddamn face. There is a paragraph in there that says if you're working in an open area, which out in the warehouse is an open area, it's not an, an enclosed office, as long as you're social distancing, you do not have to wear a mask. Nice. And nobody Perfect. like nobody re- nobody reads the emails that they get sent from corporate, so everybody still just wears masks everywhere, like throughout the whole building, like even people that are completely isolated in a work area by themselves. Like so, I just I almost never wear a fucking mask at work. 
That's awesome. Good for you, dude. So, yeah, so fuck it. Like, I wear the mask to get into the front door, and then as soon as I go past the guard station and go into the warehouse, floop, comes right off my face. Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. That's fuck the way you, to do it. Suck my dick, eat my asshole. You I, know, I'm, I fucking hate wearing that thing. It makes fuck me it. sneeze. Like, whenever I've it, had it, to wear it, it bothers my nose. Like, I can't. It makes me sneeze. I end up sneezing and coughing more with the fucking mask on. It pisses me off because I have a fucking voluptuous beard going on right now. Yes. Uh, and, and it fucks up my beard game. Yeah, um, no, it I'm definitely shaving, fucks it up. I am not shaving my beard to wear a fucking mask. Like, you can fucking kiss my asshole with your tongue <laughs> Um well, it's been so, proven that the coronavirus is it there it's afraid of beards. It, it can't climb on the hair, so you're good. It's like it's like oh, a mask. It's just like the plastic sheeting at the Mexican restaurant. Yes. Right? It's like it's whoa, slippery. Whoa. Slippery. I can't I that's it. Yeah. It's over. I can't attack right. anybody. Oh, you you're eating something cuz I was going to bust your ass if you had your mask yeah. off, but since you're eating, I clearly you're going to chew me up. Like I'm going to get mm-hmm. chewed up and destroyed in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of deep science that goes into this sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, real deep, like deep up somebody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Balls and shaft. Um it's like you're at the bar and it's after 10 o'clock and then the coronavirus, as Jay would put it, aha. Aha. <laughs> uh, aha. <laughs> you are in big uh, uh, trouble. Uh, yeah. Ali, Ali, auction free. Here comes COVID. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking beautiful. Um, all right. I want to switch gears. I got to turn this. Okay. So uh, we're, we're not going to ignore the 600 pound pile of shit in the room. Uh, that is Hunter Biden. First of all, I didn't know that. I thought that 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 picture of him in bed with the, I guess it's a crack pipe. Crack pipe hanging out of his mouth. I thought that that was photoshopped. Apparently the man does have a crack problem. No, yeah, and supposedly it's real photo, but I don't really know. Okay, okay, so Christopher, could you please shed some light on this so that I, along with the rest of our audience, may understand exactly why the Republicans think that this is going to be their October surprise that's going to save Comrade Trump's bacon. So, I mean, obviously they're using the whole... I mean, it, it even started at the debates, too, with fucking with, with Trump attacking Biden over over his son uh, and his use of drugs, which Biden claims he's, uh, you know, he's, he's recovered. Uh, so, yeah, so we got that picture uh, with the crack pipe hanging out of his mouth. Uh, a, but I mean, like that's honestly like that's like, I don't know. I feel like the real beef, the real the real meat in the story is the whole fucking Burisma, uh, scandal. So apparently, like you know, his crackhead son, <laughs> and I'm gonna continue to call him that too. I don't give a fuck if it pisses you <laughs> off. Uh. So Biden's fucking crackhead son, uh, was a what a member of the board on on Burisma, and uh, so the, the 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 meat of the story here is that uh, Biden had threatened to uh, not release aid to the Ukraine if um, unless they got rid of, uh, uh, what was it, their, uh, I want to not an attorney, like who, he was going to investigate, uh, you know, obviously the, this, uh, this scandal, like this, uh, a, a $6 million bribe or whatever in the fuck it was. Uh, so they threatened to withhold uh, aid from the Ukraine unless they got rid of this dude. Um, fuck, hold up, where is it? I'm trying to think of it. Like I keep wanting to call this guy. He's like not like an attorney, but uh, like a representative or no, like, like um, fuck. 
is he kind of like a a Robert Mueller type of deal person? Like, but you know, for Ukraine. I can't confirm or deny that with confidence because I'm like browsing through this article. I'm like, it's got to be in here somewhere, but I'm not seeing it. But uh, anyways, he was supposed to be uh, investigating uh, corruption. Uh, And the funny thing is, is is obviously social media um, has tried so hard to fucking to push this story out. Like they've like you can't you can't share this story or retweet it on Twitter. Uh, Facebook has blocked it, um, and even if like like there's even if there's a chance that it goes through, they obviously give that fucking fake news warning. Uh, and then and then don't worry because we got Wikipedia, you know Wikipedia. So I'm I'm gonna read this from Wikipedia here. All right. So Wikipedia Wikipedia is already calling it a conspiracy theory. Already, huh? Right out the gate. Already, yeah, right out the gate. This is how what they've declared. So it says the Biden Ukraine conspiracy theory is a series of false allegations which assert that 2020 Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden engaged in corrupt activities while the former was vice president of the united states and the latter worked for the ukrainian gas company that's what they are ukrainian gas company burisma the conspiracy theory centers around the allegation that then vice president biden withheld loan guarantees to pressure ukraine into firing okay so he was an attorney and into firing a prosecutor so as to prevent a corruption investigation into burisma and to protect his son Although Biden did withhold government aid to pressure Ukraine into rem- Ukraine into removing the prosecutor, this was the official foreign policy of the United States government, as it was believed the prosecutor to be too lenient in investigating corruption. This position <laughs> wow. was also supported by American allies. A New York Post article published in October 2020 brought renewed attention to the allegations. Its veracity was strongly questioned elsewhere. Okay. I, I, so they literally, like, that's, how, that's how, I Jesus. couldn't help but laugh as I was reading it. Well, it like, is they all literally laughable. just confirmed it, but said, don't worry. This was supported by, you know, this was the policy of the United States government and supported by its and Ameri- their American allies <laughs> because he was too lenient on fucking uh, corruption. The thing that kills me the most about all of this is like the, the mainstream media is constantly saying, oh, there's no wrongdoing. There's no wrongdoing. Why the fuck is there an investigation if there's no wrongdoing? Why do you need to investigate something if there's nothing wrong with it? Like, uh, uh, clearly there's something wrong. And I'm so sick of the media just, like, sweeping everything under the rug when it comes to these politicians and these elites from various different countries. Like, it's sickening the fact that they are doing anything at all that would lead them to be investigated is questionable and nobody ever brings that up. And it's, it's very, very sickening to me. I'm going to go ahead. Go ahead, Christopher. Well, I mean, that's why I'm, that's why I'm like, I'm laughing as I'm fucking reading what's written in, in Wikipedia. Cause they literally say, no, 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 that's not true. But what they're alleging happened actually happened, but that's the position of the American government. That's our foreign policy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's totally Shut cool, bro. Without Shut blinking. Without yeah. blinking. Without blinking. Yeah. Right? Like, and it's why, like, like, you read it, and it's, it's why, like I said, I, just, I couldn't help but laugh, because as you read it, it just, it sounds fucking 
ludicrous. Like as you're reading it, it just sounds completely ludicrous. But anyways, go ahead, Jay. Sorry. <laughs> what comes to mind when I read this, I, I once again I'm gonna flog a book that's already on our suggested reading list because <laughs> flog and beat that fucking dead f- horse, I, Jay. I, I'm sorry, it's it's coming. So uh, the, <laughs> the Lucifer Principle by Howard Bloom, I highly recommend. In fact, our uh, suggested reading page highly recommends it as well. Uh, there's a chapter on something called uh, How Our Enemies Build the Walls of Our Society. And ever s- I remember distinctly when – who was the um, – Christ. That fucking Mormon from Utah that ran against Barack. What the hell is his name? Um, mittens, um, Mitt, Mitt Romney. That's it. I, I don't know why it escaped me. <laughs> mittens. I knew, I, there's gloves involved. I don't know yeah, what the mittens. I just I, I couldn't. Yeah, see, it's Mittens Romney. See. <laughs> I, I love it when he does that. It's I'm, gonna great. Put, I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my magical pajamas, don't you see? <laughs> well, do you remember when he accused? Uh, he was like um. He wanted to go after Russia, and uh, uh, Comrade President Barack uh, Obama said, hey, the 1980s called, and they want their foreign policy back. Well, here we are, the same group of people that told that crazy guy from, from Utah that he was out of his mind for invoking Russia. That's all they've done since then is talk about Russia. Now, if we're going to play the geopolitics game, if I were to do a threat assessment, let's say, on potential, if I had the indignity of working for the State Department and I had no cooth whatsoever and decided to work with, uh, uh, you know, his infernal majesty, Uncle Sugar, if I had to put together a threat assessment, I wouldn't even put Russia at the top of the list. It wouldn't even be close. You know, your major threat assessment would have to be China. It would have to be communist China. Not, communi- not checked out. I mean, Russia, ha- first of all, their fin- their financial situation isn't that great, and it hasn't been. Um, secondly, while, <laughs> while they say that there is a, a demonstrable evidence that suggests that they interfered in the 2016 election and believe me, get ready to get another flaming pile of uh, a dosage of that horse shit again for the next three years after this one, regardless of who wins, because I think either one of them is going to throw that out there to their benefit. But with that, with that being said, it's important for the state to always construct enemies in order for uh, for the state to build the walls of the society that we live in. And the easiest target, because I think a lot of these people can't shift out of fourth gear into fifth gear, like because they are Cold War, they're boomers, they were born after the after the Second World War, and they've been, ma- they've been crafting foreign policy based on the Soviet enemy, and they just can't let it go. They, they can't let it go. Meanwhile, the communist Chinese have actively tried to do terrible things, you know, whether whether it be cyber attacks, of course, acting aggressively uh, towards Taiwan in the South China Sea. They literally are creating islands in order to to have military bases in the South China Sea. They're literally making land so they can have more staging areas for either their navy or for, uh, you know, maybe it's rocket technology. I'm not 100% sure what it is, but, but dude... They are clearly the, the the number one threat if we're playing the game. I would look at the Chinese as being more dangerous than anybody else geopolitically. More than ISIS and their, you know, four Toyota pickup trucks and a fifty cal, you know, that 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 are rolling through the desert. Those guys are gone. Al Qaeda, well, sure, maybe. But you know, no, I'm just, sorry, go ahead. Just just think of how much our, of our supply chain is completely dependent on China. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's like, a great think, point. Think, think of like they don't even, they, they they don't even have to like 
wage open warfare. They can just wage economic war and wreak fucking havoc. Sure. Like I agree. Literally, that's literally all they have to do. But wouldn't you argue it's symbiotic because they rely on Americans going to Walmart and buying cheap communist Chinese goods in order to keep I, the I cash mean, flowing? It, 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 it sure is, but, uh, I mean, just like everything, uh, just like the the financial system and, and you know, like our, our trade and, like, everything has just become, like, like how much American debt has China bought up? You know, oh, like yeah. how much how much how much in debt are we to fucking China right now as it is? And then and then, like you said, what they want, like, they're you know, they're they've got their eye on Taiwan for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, but but I mean, like, you've got a coalition of countries around China that, that could potentially move. I mean, you got India that has been somewhat aggressive semi recently with China and you got, you know, all these other surrounding countries. And uh, I just like. I don't know if I don't know if China really wants open warfare, but they no. definitely they definitely got their eye on Taiwan, and they want Taiwan like they got such a hard on for fucking Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, they do. And to answer your question, so um, uh, foreign investors, mostly governments or central banks, hold six point one three trillion dollars of U.S. Treasury bonds. Of that, mainland China purportedly owns one point one trillion of that. So, and that's out of all countries and all central banks, the, the communist Chinese own a sixth, I guess you could say, a sixth yeah. of, of, uh, of American treasury bonds. That's a huge chunk. And um, again, I, I really feel that if we're going to write a threat assessment, it's definitely going to be China at the top of the list. But it's always Russia. I mean, it's kind of like the Marsha, Marsha, Marsha thing from uh, uh, what the fuck was that 70s, uh, that the 1970s Brady show, Bunch. the Brady Bunch. Yeah, sure, Jan. Yeah, yeah, sure, Barack, you know, whatever. Uh, it, it's the same shit. Like, they always just want to throw it at Russia. And I'm not saying that Vladimir Putin's a good guy or a bad guy. I mean, the son of a bitch just had one of, uh, what is it, uh, Navalny? He poisoned that son of a bitch. Like, the guy almost right. died. And it's not the first time that they've used chemical agents on people that are enemies of the state or enemies of the uh, of the ruling party. They're not good guys. I'm not saying that they're good guys. We should go fucking have hot chocolate and these suck each other's dicks. I'm not saying that. <laughs> You know what I mean? But for fuck's sake, I mean, as far as like, you know, what do we what happens like if China calls the bluff on Uncle Sugar and says we're going to fucking throw everything we have at Taiwan, Taiwan isn't going to roll over because we the government has been selling them weapons and technology. We've already been we've been selling them fucking fucking missile systems and all kinds of shit. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the American government definitely has a vested interest in, in keeping Taiwan away from China. Um, yeah. So what as happens that's, then? As, as that's as that's a way to uh, kind of move some of our economic dependence away from China. But like, if China goes for, goes for the gusto, oh, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be real bad, real bad. Yeah. So there's that to consider. So can we completely ignore uh, the uh, Wikipedia entry about this? Uh, because that that statement of theirs sounds like a flaming pile of uh, rancid dog shit. <laughs> uh, that it's, it's like a, immediately contradicts itself. Immediately, like he just demonstrated how they contradicted themselves without blinking. I, I guarantee you, somebody yeah. wrote that. Was yeah, that's right. It's America foreign policy. So, well, I mean, so like, I think yes, but I was trying to find the video clip. It was from a couple of years back where Vladimir Putin, you know, specifically says that it doesn't matter who wins um, the U.S. you know candidacy for president. 
that the real people who are in power remain in power and it just changes the person and the Oval Office changes. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. He's not wrong. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I mean, I think he's, you know, very, very smart when it comes to certain things. Um, I don't know what the deal is about, like, Russia and China. I just think maybe it's because Russia's on the way that way. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if it's because of that weird quasi like communist brotherhood maybe they still have and they're in cahoots with each other and then they have like North Korea to contend with because Russia's like a back way door into North Korea for funding and you know vice versa with China and that that's it's just all this weird stuff that happens like in that area. So I don't know if that's why well, the government is kind of like leery of Russia or what the deal is with that. If we're talking about interna- on an international relations basis, if we're going to talk about that, we're looking at a bunch. We're looking at people who are trying to jockey for uh, hegemony. Who's going to be the top dog? That's what. And mm-hmm. and and, and I when, Russia's in third place at this race. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Christopher. Well, I was saying you have to take into consideration, too, that, like, all these countries are, like, neighbors with China, whereas we're not. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we have the benefit of being, like, on the other side of the fucking hemisphere from them. But, right. but like, Russia, India, uh, you know, all those fucking Middle Eastern countries and shit. They're all, they're all fucking, they're, all of them are neighbors with fucking China a- and North Korea, like you said. Yeah, it does put them in a different position, I guess you could say. Now, the Russians and the Chinese aren't typically ones to get along. There was something called the Sino-Soviet split that happened when they were both because they had a different interpretation of Marxist-Leninism. But they both back North Korea monetarily under the fucking table, like where nobody can see it. And it's because of their, you know, brotherhood and communism, I think. It's the same thing with all the bullshit in fucking Syria. Like, we're essentially, like, fighting a proxy war. Oh, clearly. Clearly. I mean, that's that's what's been going on like this whole time. Like it's not direct warfare. You know what I mean? It's like Russia backs their guys, we back our guys, and we send those guys out to fucking fight each other. Right? Oh, it's, yeah. It's, Good luck, guys. It's really wild because it's like in Chris's example, you have so many different factions. You have something that's called the Syrian Democratic Front. Then you have small, a very, and I mean a tiny pocket of ISIS because the Russians wiped the floor with them. It was Russian air power that got rid of them, not us not the United States of America. Then you have Kurds, who nobody likes, and the Kurds, even though the Kurds, I believe, are Sunni Muslim, they don't get along with other Sunni Muslims because their identity as Kurds is paramount to their religion. Okay? So they don't get along with anybody. Then you have Assad and the actual real Syrian government. They are backed by Russia's essentially their military, operating as their military because the rest of their military literally defected uh, and it's a country and Assad's family. I think they're, um, I think they're Shiite. I, I might be getting it backwards, but one of them is like 11 percent or, or like 20 tops, and that 20 percent is in charge of the other 80 percent of the country. Of uh, that, so it's a religious minority that's running the show there, much similar to what was happening in Iraq when Saddam was in charge. It was, in fact, Saddam even broke it down further because all the people that he appointed to the top of his uh, administration to rule the country, they were all from his literal tribe. So then you have another layer that's tribal because it's not just, it's, you know, it's, and, and here we are putting our big floppy dicks in the middle of this fucking nest of porcupines, <laughs> and I just can't, I, I'll never understand it. 
I'll never understand it. But as far as like, you know, the Russians, it, it, it's funny that you mentioned that. Remember in the 1990s when uh, I think there was, I think it was 2 million North Korean people, uh, hostages, were uh, starved to death yeah. during, during one of their famines. And we sent, uh, and we, the U.S. government sent tons, literally Ooh. tons and tons of aid, food. Like actual food, not money, because we knew what would happen with the money. But guess what? They found the food uh, being, it was on the Russian black market because they fucking sold all the food to get money. Nobody ate in North Korea. I mean, the Russians were fine with it. They're like, whatever. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to sit here and judge. But at the same time, if <laughs> if I'm if I'm looking at like 2 million people, I'm looking at a fucking humanitarian crisis, I might be like, hey, guys, maybe you should try doing the right thing just this time. Just this time. You know what yeah, I mean? Just, just this one time. Let's yeah. do the right thing, guys. Yeah. When everybody's eating, you can be an asshole again, okay? But right now, <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. I mean, what a mess. Um, so uh, we, we can mark this up as being fact. Uh, not only is Hunter Biden a crackhead. Yes. This is confirmed. Mm-hmm. And that's not the shit. Mm-hmm. If anybody's listening who has a crack addiction problem, we're with you. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best. If you want to keep smoking it, that's your fucking problem. Uh, if you want to get help, you should. But at the same time, I, I'm not shitting on the guy for having a drug addiction. That's not it. I just I thought it was fake. So he yeah, does. No, I tried to retweet it and Twitter got, would not uh, let me retweet you got it. Shot yeah. down. And then I tried uh, to retweet uh, something uh. else and it, it wouldn't <laughs> let me retweet the other article that had nothing to do with Hunter Biden. I was like, okay. maybe it's this. And then I tried to do it and it was like, oh, Twitter's unavailable. And I'm like, this is bullshit. That's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we can say that uh, now. Here's the question I'm going to put to the floor. I will guarantee you that Comrade uh, Glorious President Premier Trump feels that this is his October surprise. I think that he's going to be surprised to find out this isn't going to have the reaction that he's hoping for. How do you guys feel about it? I I don't think it's going to have the reaction that he's hoping for. I'll have to agree with you on that one because the, the cathedral is out in full force trying to suppress this well said and there are way too many people that will buy into that mainstream uh i mean just like i said like you look up like how many people do you know blindly fucking trust wikipedia oh 99 percent, 99 percent. like everybody fucking blindly trusts wikipedia and totally unrelated but it's just like anybody out there if you've ever heard of gamergate or interested in it like once again if you want to see a clear example of misinformation on wikipedia look up the entry on gamergate uh, and you will know it's fucking horseshit. Like if you're familiar with that scenario at all, like another blatant example, like like Wikipedia is just a part of the cathedral, man. That's all it is, just a part of the cathedral, and they're in full force trying to suppress this. And I'm that that's once again like how we've said like we confirm this as fact because if the cathedral is trying this hard to suppress it, it must be fucking true. Yeah, the, it's a, it's almost an unprecedented effort, especially at this critical time. Again, I don't th- not only because of the, what you know, just you know that great uh, the, 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 that you know great phrase, the cathedral. Not because just because of their efforts to suppress any kind of truth. I just don't see it having. It's not like they caught Joe Biden, you know, with his balls deep into some fucking altar boy's asshole at a country club while cutting on up upside down pentagrams into you know somebody's chest while worshiping a goat and setting you know fire to many piles of dog shit at the same time. Like that's and even at that point, 
I'm, I'm just saying, like, like it's as excessive as that is. I think that's what it would take to get a lot of people because the TDS right. is very real, and it oh, doesn't dude. matter. Yeah, I was gonna say the TDS is is terrible, man. That's why I was even like, like people hate Trump so much, and it's like I don't like the guy either. No, yeah, you know, I don't like the guy either. So don't get me wrong, but I know people that hate Trump so much that they don't give a fuck who they're voting for as long as it isn't him yeah that's that's exactly right man and i see that all the time as well in fact we talked about it with jeremiah where there's uh people uh who will hate the left quadrant more than they hate the state and that's kind of what i'm feeling with this it's like you're hating mr trump more so much you're so much rather you hate him so much that you're not realizing just how shitty you're like your candidate's finally going to fix the country right he's been in government he literally has not fucking held the regular job in 50 fucking years he hasn't had but he's middle class joe as he likes to call himself i'm yeah, middle class middle joe. class my ass my goodness gracious you are the political class my friend you have no idea what middle class is and you know as far as working class like I remember that that was the famous incident we had with the AR-14 where he was arguing with some fucking auto worker in Detroit. You know, people that uh, don't have a tendency to put up with bullshit because, you know, they've been fucking pushed around and had their jobs sold out from underneath them. And that's and when he came off script, that was the real demented grandfather I was waiting for. And he showed mm -hmm. his true colors there. Like he was like, you're full of shit. <laughs> he literally said that to a man who fits his constituency to a T. He's from Michigan. He works in the auto industry. He's a union member, and he called them full of shit because the guy called him out on his shitty gun control policy. You know, uh, this is what. Hey, listen. I hope you guys are excited because we're gonna have four years of this shit coming down the pike, baby. Right. Four years. I see your true colors. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So we're gonna mark this up as fact. Thank you very much, Wikipedia. You can fucking suck the freckles off my ball bag. Yeah. Well, I also um, think too, like that's gonna, that's gonna require a lot of suction. <laughs> there, there are many. <laughs> there, there are many. I'm not ashamed at all. <laughs> it was like suck on that freckled ball sack, you motherfucker. <laughs> What else do we have today? Um, um, I was going to say real quick, but I forgot what I was going to say. Great. So, um, Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It was in regards to the situation. Oh, yes. So I don't think people, it doesn't have the pop that it once had because of the investigation after investigation after investigation after investigation that's been going on for like, I don't know, six years that people just don't even give a fuck anymore. They're like, yeah, we know you rape children and do drugs and, you know, yep. fuck hookers and kill them, um, all of that shit. So, like, we don't even care anymore. Like, that's just, you know, a Sunday afternoon for you. Like, I don't think people care how terrible these people actually really are because they're just desensitized to the bullshit that's been going on for years right. on end. Right. Now... Before we shift gears into uh, a different story, I want to go and shift gears into this story. So this is uh, if Mr. Biden does win, which uh, Nate Silver and 538.com, the one who famously got it wrong the last election, we're going to go ahead and put our chips in his basket this time because I don't think he's going to fuck up this bad twice in a row. I just think the odds are against that, but we'll, but we'll see. Uh, he's predicting that the Democrats have a, what was it, a, a over 70% chance of controlling both chambers of Congress and the White House after uh, after this election, okay? Mm -hmm. 
Now, the biggest question they have here is what are going to be the real issues? Now, immediately I see Democrats do not hold all three decision-making bodies often. So there's going to be a real desire to have progress on, on a core priority. I think there's a good chance that climate plays a role in the, two, 20, in the 2021 uh, that uh, the ACA played in 2009 and 2010. As Election Day and a potential transition bears down, what seems most on the minds of progressives I spoke to is how a Biden White House would be staffed. There's a worry on the left that Biden, known for hewing closely to whatever the party centers in any particular moment, won't seize on the post-Trump moment to make big changes. One progressive Democrat aide who spoke on the condition of anonymity because of the sensitivity of intra-party critiques during an election that was a mouthful. Yeah. Told me that there were there were worried they were worried that recent history, the Obama administration during the financial crisis, would be a guide for how Biden might act. Quote: Everyone was talking at the time how Barack Obama was reading quote Team of Rivals, and he picked Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State. But you look at what they did with their economic team. It was all the Citigroup allied Wall Street sympathetic cabal. It's the same shit that's going to happen again right. and again and ag- not, bend over, bitch. It's, it's coming in dry. Quo. It's status quo, dude. Like they have an agenda. People are like, oh, watch out for the, the new world order. Dude, it's already fucking here. They're already, already in control. Yeah, they, they already they, won, They've right. been in control for forever. Like, just deal with it. Like, it's it, it's status quo, dude. I think they'll go for guns, and I think they'll lose. Because uh, even with a simple majority, they're not going to have the votes. Because even uh, uh, progressives know how how that plays. Now, if you're a senator, like if you're AOC, that's a safe that's a safe vote. You can you can you can vote again. Like, first of all, she's made it clear. Secondly, her constituency will put up with it. But if you're like like if you're from a purple state, kind of like Ohio, or you have one Republican senator and one Democratic senator, but you're so let's say your state voted for Trump, you got to be very careful how you vote because your job will depend upon it. Because it's mm-hmm. we've we've seen this in the past when the 1993 gun control acts were passed that they they were they were swept out of both chambers of Congress in the next election, mm-hmm. and a lot that had a lot to do with gun with gun owners being pissed off but also it there's political scientists that i've studied under that that like to pretend like they that this is something that the american people do you know they just uh they see that they don't they don't like a government that has you know that can essentially railroad legislation through so they like to have balance and parity so they'll always you know the next election cycle nine times out of ten they'll vote one party out of one chamber and that way there's balance and it's like that's not how that fucking works they're not that smart they just do it this right. way so it looks like that they can't get anything done so they're constantly squabbling against each other so their main agenda can get pushed forward. Okay. I think climate is a very I think this article is pretty good. Who wrote this fucking flaming piece of horse shit? Um let's see what is your name uh there? Uh Claire Malone. Sorry, ma'am. I, I this it's a ridiculous article, but I'm going to put it in the show notes. Uh from 538, uh this once again Nate Silver site. I think climate might be like getting back into the Paris Climate Accord. So they're just going to play hot potato, right? Like Joe Biden's demented ass is going to sign it back in. And then the next dude that runs is going to fucking beat, is going to just get that shit out. They're just going to go back and forth with this tug of war. You know what I mean? Just back and forth with this stupid, uh, this <laughs> fucking tug of war over a fucking pit of horse shit. <laughs> really? 
It's terrible. It's terrible. I don't think. I think they might go for guns, uh, and I think they're going to lose. Uh, and even I hate to play this card, but in the courts, it's not going to hold up. It's just not going to hold up. I don't think they're going to go for guns because most of their base now is waking up to the fact ah. that guns aren't just as easily as gotten or, 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 or uh, received as what they thought. I thought a lot of it had to do with the seeing the breakdown in their uh, the the vaunted police not well, being yeah. there to protect them. You know what I mean? That Cause... too. But remember when all of this coronavirus shit first popped off, they were like, oh, we need to go get guns. And then they realized that they couldn't just order them online and have <laughs> yeah. them like, shipped, yeah. you know, like right. overnight to their fucking what house. What do you mean? I can't just order it and it's not sent here from FedEx? What is this bullshit? We've been lied to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you have to go through for real? There's background checks already. Listen. Like it's it, that ship has sailed. Listen, listen. The 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 uh, the members of this show believe that we should be able to drive to Walmart right now and get an M60 and several belts of ammunition without a background check, and that's not a fucking joke either. I I nope. absolutely believe that. With every fiber of my being, that's yeah, the way but it should I re- be. I think they really bought the party line, like hook, line, and sinker, so to speak, because all right, they really thought that there were no background checks, and that's why they're like universal background checks, motherfucker. They already exist. They already exist, and like I don't think they realize that. I think they really thought that there was a problem with well, guns in this country. They did the same thing with abortion. They did the same thing with uh, reproductive rights, and that's we're going to segue into this that um, I wanted to talk to you guys about because Mr. Trump has been touted, you know, the big moral Christian that he is, obviously. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Right. uh, That he was going to uh, defund Planned Parenthood and overturn Roe v. Wade. Well, uh, according to this article from Paige Winfield Cunningham from the Washington Compost, the periodical of great repute, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Health 202, Funding for Planned Parenthood went up during the Trump administration. So, I want to know how conservatives feel about that. Do you feel betrayed? Did it really mean that much to you? Because I don't see any of you marching in the street about this. I didn't even know this happened. I didn't even know this happened. It says, I'm going to read a little bit of the article if you don't mind. Uh, it says, there, there is one anti-abortion pledge uh, Donald Trump Hasn't kept his promise to defund Planned Parenthood. Instead, federal funds to women's health care and an abortion provider grew during the first two and a half years of his administration. Government reimbursements and grants to Planned Parenthood hit record levels in in the group's fiscal year starting in 2017 and 18, according to its most recent financial disclosure. Even as the administration, Republicans in Congress and around the country endeavored mostly unsuccessfully to cut the provider out of government revenue streams wherever possible. Planned Parenthood won't release its next fiscal report until the end of the year. Listen, this is why I I laugh at conservatives even when I was a statist, it's like this is such a non-issue. First of all, it's really none. I love how conservatives want small government unless it's the police, the military, the courts, and uh, if you like to suck dicks and you're a male or you like to eat pussy and you're a female and if you want to murder your baby. Like other like you know, those those issues aside, they like small government. Other than that, they love to be up your ass. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's I love it. Like what do they conserve? What are we conserving at this point? Does anybody have an answer for that? Like what when, when did they ever shrink the size of the federal fucking government? Like really? This is I don't look at the, first of all, 
I've had positive experiences with Planned Parenthood. Uh, I don't, you know, they, they hand out free rubbers. There's a lot of people out there who wouldn't be able to get care if it wasn't for them. And you know what, man? Like, if you don't fucking like it, don't knock a girl up and force her to get an abortion because you're not going to be there to help. They also help out dudes, too. Like, if you want to go there as a dude to get STD tested and all Absolutely. that. Like, they help out dudes, too. It's not just for I'm chicks. not mad about it at all. I'm not. I'm not. It's, I, I love, I, I don't, you cannot legislate morality. First of all, we shouldn't legislate at all. But if we're going right. to play the game, you definitely can't legislate morality. It's just you. not uh, like I can't speak for everybody on this show. Abor- uh, you know, you know, getting rid of your baby's not my cup of tea. But you know something, man? Number one, you didn't fucking ask me. And number two, it's none of my business. And number three, I know personally at least one one story where it had to happen because the, the, the folks that had to have this done were in an impossible financial position. And I still feel that they made the right choice. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry that they had to be put in that position. But at the end of the day, it's nobody's goddamn business, man. It's nobody's fucking business. And I love it how the, these people have thrived under a President Donald Trump administration. I wonder if they're going to lose funds when Joe Biden gets in there, if they're going to get more. Like, it's going to have the opposite effect, right? Like, he's like this secret Catholic agent. Like, he's like he's like one of them Jesuits. He's coming into the government, and he's going he's gonna to do all this crazy stuff that's religious stuff. You know, because he says, I think Joe says he's Catholic, but I don't think, I don't think he knows what that means anymore. I don't know if he mm-hmm. like ends up at, like, a Baptist church or something like that. Like, he's like, oh, it's a church. Well, he yeah, sure, Joe. Joe. Right fucking in with his weirdo uh, sniffing hair of children and touching them inappropriately. Ooh, he fits right in. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does like that. Yeah, you know that is a fine tradition. Yeah, swimming in the pool and, and, and my leg hairs float up <laughs> and, and the kids like to like they like to rub my leg and, and play with my leg hairs. <laughs> it's the best. That that is the gift that keeps on giving. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> right. we have four years to look forward to this as long as he doesn't die. <laughs> and then we're stuck with fucking Kamala the cop. Oh, Miss Piggy. I still right? think Trump's gonna oink, win. Oink, bitch. <laughs> I I can't wait for you to pay me. I really can't. I'm I'm going with the underdog, man. I'm He's an underdog not gonna person. Win. He is not gonna win. You, you, I'm sorry. I'm getting like hold on a second here. We're gonna break out the ledger before we conclude today's episode here. <laughs> so we can understand. Yeah, because we're getting close. We're getting close. In, ca- in case anybody it, it hasn't been plainly aware of this by now, Jay clearly has a gambling problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. In the words of Michael Jordan, I have a competition problem. <laughs> okay. So these are the people. So the Trump people. Aaron, he says that Trump wins with 280 electoral votes. None of you picked them him to win the fucking popular vote, which tells me everything I need to know that you know that even if he does win, it's going to be a red cunt hair fucking margin of victory. Well, he didn't win the popular vote previously, so why would he win it this time? Uh, well, because Bush uh, broke that. Like, when he beat Kerry, he actually won the popular vote. It was quite surprising, actually, because... But you know what? When you run a fucking uh, milk toast robot from uh, that is John Kerry. Uh, God, I love that adjective. It's a wonderful one, isn't it? So milk toast. Angel has Mr. Trump winning with 290 electoral votes, which is absolutely brazen. Absolutely brazen. Now, Christopher and I are on what we like to call the winning side. Um <laughs> I have uh, Comrade Biden winning with 300 electoral votes. Christopher is, we're neck and neck. Like, it's going to be a close one. And In fact, look at this. Randall has 280. 
So between the three of us, the money's going to go to one of us three's guys. It ain't going to be you guys. It's going to be us guys. Um, so I have 300 electoral votes. Christopher is 285. All three, by the way, with the popular vote, which is kind of obvious. And then uh, Chris, uh, Brian's a 280. So Quincy is going to have to uh, send me, Venmo me some money because he has the electoral college at 306 for Mr. Trump. I'm Listen, if I'm wrong, I will eat a copious amount of crow and I will pay up. But I really don't think I'm wrong on this one. I don't think I don't think the three of us guys got this wrong. I think Mr. Trump is going to get fucking flogged, and I'm kind of excited to see his reaction. Like if he storms off and like the, you know like he already moves out of the White House before the Bidens get there, and there's no tr- peaceful transition to power. He just doesn't fucking show up. He just takes his toys and goes back to fucking Trump Tower. Fuck you guys. I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going back to Mar-a-Lago and. Uh... I'm going to eat uh, some cheeseburgers and uh, I'm going to have some milkshakes. It's going to be tremendous. 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 We also have a wager going on um, who's going to, you know, take over with the House and in the uh, the House of Representing and the Senate. And, uh... House of Representing. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, Chris Christopher put in a Democratic sweep. Okay. Um, Angel says that it's status quo. So you understand that that means that we have a uh, center left uh, majority in the bottom house and then a center right majority in the top house. I said that um, that uh, the Democrats, uh, the, the, the Democrats keep the house and it becomes a tie in the Senate with the president pro tempore. That is Miss Piggy Kamala Harris. She's going to have to go in there and cast the tie breaking votes. So, um, yeah, that's I'm excited because then I can start opening up more betting because uh, I'm not allowed to open up any more <laughs> slots. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. excited to gamble more. Yeah, I'm excited to get back out there, man. So um, I don't have anything else. Uh, if anybody has anything else, please uh, bring it to the floor. Christopher, do you got anything else? Uh, no, man, that sums it up uh, for what I got, man. All right. What about you, Miss Angel? Um, I don't think so. I think that was uh, everything that we wanted to cover. Um, I did have one question, though. With this whole Ireland health passport thing circling back to the beginning of the podcast, is it mandatory? I missed that. No idea. No, I didn't even look. I, I was just upset immediately. Yeah, okay. I, I was immediately taking offense. Yeah, I'm so. not sure if it's it's voluntary or mandatory, so I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah, but I'm telling you right now, when they're suggesting all those places that uh, it's going to, quote, make it safer for you to be able to go, I'm, I'm 100% promising you it's going to be mandatory to have that passport in order to go to any of those social functions, whether even in, up to including education. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. I, I really feel that way. Now, I don't know the Irish constitution. I don't know if it's crafted similar to this one um, or it's as equally worthless. Uh, but what I can tell <laughs> right. you is. Like if you, if you want life to return back to normal, all you have to do is shove this COVID sensor up your asshole before you go out. <laughs> it conveniently has a fashionable ponytail on the back so that you can look like a brony out in public and oh. everybody knows that you're safe with your COVID butt plug in. <laughs> 
Uh, you can find those plugs at useguyspod.com. <laughs> store. Right. No, I'm just kidding. No, really. We'll come up with some ass plugs for people. That would be great. <laughs> right. No, we're not. Right. <laughs> hey, listen. If we're, there's a market, let me tell okay. you. Okay. If you guys want a used guys and that ass plug, I guess send us an email right. and we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, so email us, man. If, yeah, you you want to use guys in that podcast butt plug, we got you covered, bro. We're, we are for the people. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we are for the people. We support agorism. Yes, we do. And if the, and if, and if the people demand, demand fucking use guys in that podcast butt plugs, we will provide. Yes, we will. We will. It's not a negotiation. No, it is not. Yes, well done. Uh, but yeah, that's what I think. Uh, in closing... Uh, just to remind our listeners, we got a big show coming up on Saturday. We had a uh, listener, uh, we had a listener email us and uh, give us a show topic. I just want to let you guys know that uh, Mr. Keith Preston will be returning to the show this coming Saturday. I'm not gonna give away the topic just yet. You're gonna have to wait and download the show. But as you guys know, uh, Mr. Keith Preston is an absolute fucking legend. Uh, the the coral belt of anarchist theory, the man who can think on his feet. He's the only person who scares me like a dad. So uh, I I love having the guy on. I just I could talk to him for hours. So he's gonna be on the show Saturday special for you guys. We're gonna give it to you Saturday. But uh, for myself, Jay, Angel the Sound Girl, and Chris, that's all we have. So uh, be well, and we will catch you Saturday. All right. Bye. Bye. Peace.